Hello, my friends. Back for another episode. Been taking some time off, enjoying the beach, getting a tan, enjoying a little bit too much sun, I think. That's what sunblock's for. Anyways, hope you enjoy this episode. It's going to be a little bit more uh, ridiculous than usual. Hope you enjoy it. Around 1988, when we were attending Semiamu Senior Secondary in White Rock, had some friends. We had all still kind of hung around from junior high, elementary school days. Still having quite a bit of fun together, expanding our horizons a little bit, getting some extracurriculars going on. Music seemed to be a big focus for my friends. I enjoyed listening to it, enjoyed watching them uh, practice and get better at doing their crafts. I was not musically inclined, so I uh, focused more on uh, what the pros were doing and uh, bringing some of that influence to my friends to see if they were interested in what was going on in new music. Our friends, Brandon and Chris Isaac, uh, lived in the neighborhood. They were probably the first in the Crescent Park, Ocean Park area around our age group that got a CD player. So with that, they brought some new music to the scene, uh, as well as some classics, listened through a different uh, application. It's pretty exciting. So we got to listen to some uh, new music, Yellow. Uh, I think The Cult had just come out at that time frame. Uh, I think the new In Excess album had come out. There was a lot going on musically. Uh, The 80s was pretty spectacular. Different, Different stuff, not all the same. And then you could delve into the classics of the 70s and the 60s. But hanging around Brandon's house uh, was a a next-level fun. There was always a collection of uh, boys around there, uh, different ages, different uh, backgrounds. Sense of humor seemed to be the main priority for uh, being able to be welcome at the Isaac's place. Seemed to be a, a vast collection of characters coming and going. One afternoon, uh, Brandon and Al and I were hanging around, listening to music. Brandon's parents were uh, very steadily employed, usually working up north in the Yukon Territories. They trusted Chris, who was a bit older, and Brandon to manage the fort back in Crescent Park. That was... You know, on paper, a pretty low expectation affair. Not much room for disaster. So as I was hanging out, Al appears. And he's, you know, been advised by his parents that it's time that he got his raggedy ass haircut done. 
And at the time, the style was kind of the bowl cut with the shaved above the ears special. A lot of the girls and the boys seemed to be rocking that haircut for some reason. Pretty easy to maintain if you know what you're doing. So with that afternoon, Al decided to spend the haircut money on something other than the haircut, which was, you know, as Al thought, maybe perhaps a solid plan. Maybe perhaps get some beers, maybe some mutated maple leaf cigarettes, and enjoy the afternoon. Well, I was listening to the latest in the afternoon, and Brandon and Al were in the bathroom executing Brandon's barber shop, which I don't know if he had any experience or if he just lied to Al and said, hey, I'm your guy. A bit of time went by. Alistair came out. He didn't seem to be looking any, any much different. Which I thought was kind of odd. Went into the kitchen. You know, went back into the bathroom and a little bit more time had gone by. I figured I'd better figure out what's going on with the haircut situation. So I opened the sliding bathroom door. And there's Al. There's Brandon. Brandon's got this sheepish look on his face. And Al's got this horrendous haircut going on. I mean, not even close. So I looked at Brandon with my eyes widely open. And Brandon stated to Al, Al, people will say it looks bad, but really it looks good. And I figured this is all that Al needed to hear as a confidence builder to be assured that he's going to pass the sniff test when he gets home and Jack and Norma see his ridiculous head. As this was going on, there seemed to be a red light flashing through the corrugated glass in the bathroom. Well, at the time, I wasn't necessarily thinking too straight. And I was a bit concerned that maybe that there was a, an emergency services vehicle pulling into the driveway. Don't ask me why this crossed my mind, but I think there was a subliminal message being delivered. You see, the house was starting to fill up with black smoke. The man of the hour, the haircut receiver, had gone into the kitchen. And he'd lit one of the elements to light a cigarette and placed the Teflon saucepan back on the element with a plastic spatula right in the middle of it. So, the house is filling up with melted spatula black toxic smoke. My brain's reading uh, 911. I see the lights in the glass. And I'm thinking, holy shit, the house is on fire. So 
So we're Brandon, we got to find the, what's going on here. So we go in the kitchen and we see the aftermath of the spatula. See the kitchen completely filled with this toxic smoke. Start opening windows, start fanning, start, you know, trying to clear out the smell. Well, it turns out the red flashing light was Brandon's mom backing into the driveway. So those were brake lights, fortunately not first responder lights. She walked in the door. She looked at Al, Brandon and I, our eyes were completely bloodshot. And she said, what are you idiots doing? And then she looked at Al and she said, nice haircut. So almost close to graduation year, 89. It's getting pretty boring late spring, early summer. Most of the time on the weekends, there was usually some kind of party or reason to go out of town, get together, do something. But the weeks were a crawl to the fun zone. So we always had to figure up some way to entertain ourselves Monday to Friday. Some of us were working in the evenings. Some were already done with school and were working during the day. So we'd meet in the evening. We'd head out to the park, head down to the beach. There's lots of different spots. Just try and mix it up as much as possible. There was lots of residential housing, usually around the places that were best to congregate and turn up the music. So you had to keep it uh, on a rotation basis. One evening, a guy that I knew, that I hung around with, he was... Not from here. He'd come into town. So he was uh, always leaning on me for best suggestions and places to go. This particular evening, we both attended the same school. We decided that maybe perhaps we should get into the grad prank game. It was pretty late. I'd say it was probably around 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night. We're talking bottom of the barrel board. So, needless to say, the creative juices were hard pressed. So after a few hours of cigarettes and mutated maple leaves and a couple of beers... We were really dragging the bottom for ideas. So we were in the neighborhood of the old Semiamu Secondary School, which wasn't the usual place to hang around. We drove past and noticed there was quite a bit of construction happening in that area on the road. If you remember the old uh, bifold 
construction uh, road signs with the flashing lights, the orange pulse. They were all over uh, the block by Sammy at the time. So I figured, hey, why don't we take half a dozen of those to a dozen and put them on the roof on top of Sammy? This was a pretty ambitious little plan, considering that you would have to scale the side of the building, use brute strength, a little bit of agility and balance to try and manage these signs up to the top of the peak. Well, this didn't deter me and the other fellow. We figured we had the skill set. The only thing that was missing was the Mission Impossible theme. But we were determined. So right off the bat, we got up to one section of the old semi. Managed to scale that with relative ease. We were inspired. We'd gotten half a dozen signs up and gotten it up about a third of the way. Or reach to the next section, which would be get us up to the peak level. Where my friend Tubby there decided to add a little extra weight to this mounted exterior steel bell that was the outside gong for the semi bell system. I'm guessing that plastic bell was probably about 10 or 15 pounds. Anyway, the, the bolt had sheared off, and it, it spun down 10 feet and clocked me in the skull. Proud to say I didn't even get the stanky leg. Uh, I took it straight to the mind and got a little, <laughs> little fuzzy for a couple seconds, but I'm sure it made a pretty awesome sound when it hit the skull. Is uh, my friend there was having a good chuckle at the damage. Well, at this point, I figured there was no going back. I had to shake off the signs of a concussion and make for the peak of Everest at this point. So anyway, we got a little tired and decided to make it a three-sign affair instead of a ten-sign affair. We managed to get the three blinking bifold signs up to the top. Spread them out equally. And then made our way back down like Sherpas. We got to the road. Jumped in the truck. Slowly drove off. Kind of confused that had we accomplished something. Is this the prank of the century? Or are we two fucking idiots? Well, it wasn't too long thereafter we got our answer. See you the next morning. Woke up bright and early to head off to Mr. Lowe's accounting class. Yes, that guy that used to fall asleep in class. Teacher. Pretty infamous. So, I figured, okay, well, I'm going to hit the smoke hole and... 
have a little chuckle at the little flashing light system on top of the roof. Well, I got there and there was a number of people at the smoke hole hanging around and I looked up and everybody seemed to be in pretty average normal mood. And I said, uh, anything going on around here this morning, guys? Nope, everybody looked kind of puzzled and didn't seem to be any wiser to what I was asking. Anyways, our friend Rod, the custodian there, had roof access, which just consisted of popping open a little window at the top. He probably had the signs down in about two minutes. So there's your answer. Grad 89 prank was a fail. After that, I retired my grad prank skills. Thank you for joining me again on this idiot fest. A couple more episodes of the Ocean Park podcast. Hope everybody's enjoying the summer so far. Hope you can join me again. Take good care. <laughs>